in the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know those guys were autistic. I thought it was just a bunch of cool dudes just killing it in the dating game. I was taking notes. I was looking back and I was like, swords, fedoras, going to the zoo. Now I feel so stupid writing that down. I should have known something was up when I uh, when I saw one of those guys like super into ligers. You know what I mean? And for you guys that don't know, a liger is just a big retarded lion. I uh, my friend dressed up as Kanye over Halloween. He uh, wore one of those uh, White Lives Matter sweaters. Whoa! So I pulled him aside. I was like, dude, that's not cool, man. All lives matter. Some people think uh, Kanye is racist. You know, some people say he's anti-Semitic. I say he's a hero. He single-handedly ended Stop Asian Hate. What else do I have here? I don't have anything else, fam. Thank you. Oh, wow. Dorian Trung, everyone, giving his time back to the room. Does anybody have like one of those flosser things, those individual flosser things in their bag? I have, anyway. That, not too thick. Um, your next comedian, what a gem, what a sparkle. Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun. Thank you, thank you. I have more jokes about depression. Are you guys familiar with, are you guys, are you guys familiar with despair? Like to get familiar with despair? All right. I'm not depressed today. Thank you. Anyway, um, I've been reading the Quran um, because I left my husband in a hurry and I grabbed a book. Um, I didn't even realize that I had done until halfway through the third Surah. I realized that I'm Then I soon learned that. Pride and prejudice are to be avoided if anyone wants to life. It is upon him. But um, I've noticed that uh, comedians will talk about just about everything except for Islam. Great. They'll say the wrong thing, cross the wrong line, and an angry, violent mob of white liberals will come and behead their career. But Twitter's dead now. Um, so is my ability to share. So let's just uh, keep going about it. <coughs> so I grew up in a worldly liberal suburb of Boston. I always thought that uh, schooling that I knew a decent amount about Islam. It turns out I uh, I didn't know shit, and neither do many of you. So let's all learn together. Now, Islam is an Abrahamic religion, meaning that Muslims worship the same all-knowing, all-powerful God as Jews and Christians. They all talk about him a little bit different. In Islam, God is merciful. Whereas in Christianity, God is loving. In Judaism, God is busy. Don't bother him. Islam was established in the 600s by the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. During a time when the religious groups, this is a very long bit, I have to write it down, I'm sorry. During a time when the religious groups on the Arabian Peninsula, polytheists, Jews, Christians, were always in conflict. That may surprise you, Learn that Christians today, Christians 1,300 years ago, were exactly the same. They were just going around, knocking on doors, saying, hey, good news, Jesus is the son of God. 
And the polytheists were like, yeah, they, they all have kids. How do you spell Jesus? Is it with a G? Thank you. Anyway, that would upset the Christians. They'd go and upset a Jewish guy next door, and he'd have to get out of the bath. And um, he'd say, look, your friend sounds like he's very nice, but he's not the son of God. Also, the mezuzah says, listen. So that theological tension brewing growing until eventually all of Arabia was reduced to pointless tribalistic fighting in the desert. It's like gays in Palm Springs, Beyonce versus Gaga. Nothing's getting accomplished. Nobody's having fun. Girl, you're dehydrated. And so through his teachings and against all odds, the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, united the tribes under one religion. The people of the Middle East have gotten along with Thank you. Now, one of the most well-known aspects of Islam is that they pray five times a day. Turns out this was not originally what God wanted. He said to the prophet, peace be upon him, like the new religion, kids, 50 times a day, and the prophet, peace be upon him, says, sure, that's great. So he leaves the meeting room with God, and he's heading down the escalator. He runs into Moses. Hey, let it go up there with the big guy. Oh, he said, it, it, it went good. Uh, he said 50 times a day. And Moses said, kid, I know you're new to this. I've had people follow me before. They never pray sticker price. Get back there and negotiate. So Moses walks him through this cosmic negotiation. Gets God down to five times a day from 50. That's the Bay Area equivalent of a beautiful hill, of a beautiful home in the Oakland Hills for $185,000. God is all powerful. God is all knowing. God created the heavens and the earth and the kittens and the puppies and the chocolates and the flowers. No one ever said God is a good businessman. Frankly, I'm amazed that he even managed to make a profit. All heard that joke before. Maybe I'm going much of my time on that. Yay, Colin Braun! Yay! Peace be upon him. Uh, is that sacrilegious if I say that about you? Your next comedian runs a great room down in South Bay, first and third Wednesdays. Put your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito! Happy Friday, folks. Happy fucking Friday. That's what's up. Um, I've been watching a new TV show, or I've been watching a TV show lately called uh, World's Toughest Prisons. Y'all heard of it? Yeah, if you haven't, it's uh, it's like Orange is the New Black, but with less lesbians. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I've, um, I was watching this episode in the Philippines, and I was thinking to myself, like, man, if I were locked up, I'd probably be the fucking top dog in that prison, right? Cut to a scene where a dude's getting gangbanged and then he looks exactly like me. Uh, turns out I'd make a better bottom bitch, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Y'all know I love to gamble. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, people call it an addiction, but uh, I like to call myself a gambling enthusiast. Because addiction implies that I'm like, I get really desperate, you know, to get my things paid for. Like, really desperate to get a fix. And... You know, I'm not sucking bookies off for $50 to get a parlay paid for, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I bring my sister for. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you guys, guys. I'm, I don't have a sister, uh, especially since the last time I had to pay off the Yakuza. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's this group called Moms Against Gambling, and they're set out to make um, 
online gambling harder for kids to do. And I think it's kind of stupid, you know, because, like, if my if I ever caught my kid gambling, like, that's, like, the least weirdest thing on the Internet, am I right, guys? Like, these women have obviously been never been on chat roulette before, you know? Like, if my kid is putting up $50 before Thursday night football, God bless his soul. Because it teaches me to a couple of things. Uh, one, that that kid is ambitious. And two... Never to lend that little motherfucker money in my life because I'm never going to see that shit again. Um, my mom, uh, she's my mom is a huge gambler. I get it from her. Uh, I think she's so good at gambling because uh, she's great at mental warfare. Yeah, yeah. Th she's a bad bitch, y'all. She really is. Like, I remember as a kid, uh, she would hit my brother whenever he got in trouble, right? You know, don't look at me like that. It was the 90s. What the fuck do you want me to do? And um, as she's hitting him, she turns around and looks at me and says, do you want next, Wally? What the fuck gave you that idea, lady? Like, you can't be over here handing, handing out uh, buy one, get one beatdowns because you feel like it or if it's convenient to you, bro. Like, you got to chill, man. So, um, so our relationship's going really well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's gotten a lot better since uh we started since I started therapy. Yeah. Uh now she calls me the daughter she's always wanted, which is really great for me. I love it. You know, it's gotten to the point where she uh she texted me the other day asking like, "Hey, you know, I'm getting rid of the rid of these dresses. Do you want any of them?" And I was appalled, you know. I was like, "Dude, are you fucking serious? Send me a couple photos, man. Like I want to check them out." I like that. Thank you. Uh I've been watching a lot of TV lately. Uh, on Netflix, one of my favorite movies, Ocean's Eleven, is on. You guys watch that? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I, I love the fantasy part of it all, really, like the really fake part of it where a man in his uh, 40s can call 10 other dudes to hang out. Yeah, because if you're over 30 years old, guys, you, you're going to – you three are going to fucking learn later on that – you can call like two or three dudes up, but they're probably not gonna answer you until your dying days. Um, yeah, I'm Wally Hippolito. That's my time. Uh, Hooray! We all die alone. Yay, Wally Hippolito. That was that was an interesting ending to it. Like I was like, I'll chuck it along, and I'm like, you don't have any friends. It's okay. I don't either. We're all lone wolves. Yay! We're all gonna die alone. I know I don't have ten friends. I don't have ten. I don't even. I don't, I don't even. I don't even have two. Are you kidding me? Uh, Newman Shake is not here yet. No, no. But you know who is? Dave, put your hands together. Dan Guan. Woo! What's up, everybody? How are you? All right, cool. Still can't get this one thing. All right, cool. Uh, so guys, like if you guys some of you, uh, some of you guys already know, I actually grew up in a suburb outside of Boston. Um, oh yeah, thank you. One white guy really, really knows his suburbs out there. All right, um, very white town, you know, a very very white town. To give you some perspective of how white this town was. The only two gra two famous people that graduated out of my high school was a was a, was a hockey player for the New Jersey Devils, Bill Burr. Yeah, you guys ever had like a yearbook superlative called most likely to get into a bar fight? I wanted to have to little sit there for a little bit. I think I, as, as being an Asian guy that went to an all-white high school, I had to really try hard to assimilate because I had to really try everything to also blend in. I did everything. Right? 
started wearing my cap backwards. I started going to tailgates. I started dating Asian women. Like I did everything I could to be a white guy, and it just would not work out. Totally stand out. Speaking of which, it's also kind of weird because now I'm noticing that at uh, eight white dudes are trying to be Asian. Almost sometimes they're taking it a little too far. Like one time I was actually having breakfast with my parents. We got into a bit of an argument in the morning. And this one white guy comes over to our table and just says, son, hey, your dad is a very wise man. To which I was like, dude, you understand Chinese? That's crazy because I couldn't understand what the fuck my dad was saying. So, uh, you know, that uh, you can be my, you can be his son going forward. You, know, you can be his son going forward. Okay, cool. That one worked out. Uh, let's see. Uh, my dad runs a Chinese restaurant. Uh, I spent a lot of time growing up there. And uh, you can tell that my dad spent a lot of time at the Chinese restaurant because a lot of the uh, life lessons he did were always be framed as restaurant chores. That was a modern-day Mr. Miyagi. Like, he would try, he would basically would tell me to run the front register uh, as a way to prepare for mental math. Um, my, uh, my driver's test uh, instantly became uh, my next Chinese delivery order. Like, I don't know. That was pretty crazy to be thinking about. Okay, that one may or may not be in here. Uh, let's see. All right, let's let's do this one. Uh, you guys been getting spam text lately? You guys been getting the spam text to your phone lately? Yeah, all the fucking time, right? Really fucking annoying. Yeah, I think it's weird that especially like I used to think that like spam text would be like click on this link, you know, go go click on this like weird like virus link. Now they're getting hella creative because now I've been getting text saying, "Hey Ben, when are we gonna go golfing? Hey dude, when are we gonna talk about your real estate offer?" One text literally just wrote back and said, "I made cake at home." Welcome to taste it at my home. Which got me thinking, I'm like, what person will really, who is this really for? Like, who's going to fall for this shit? You know, it's like thinking about, ah, oh, fuck, they're not going to scam some money out of me. But thinking, oh my God, you know, that one friend I don't know about, I got to try his cake at home, you know? Like, how crazy is that? This is like the modern day, like, uh, abduction. Because instead of, uh, you can't talk to strangers and, and, and fall for candy. Now it's like, oh shit, I can't fall for unsolicited cake. Like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. I, don't, I just don't think the spammers really know anything about me, right? Because all they're just thinking is that I'm just some rich white dude now with diabetes. Like, I just don't think those texts are really meant for anybody. Okay, that one might go somewhere. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Alright guys, uh, so some of you might know this. I also, uh, so uh, by day I work in tech. Thank you, Pam. And uh, I think one of the weirdest things that I get is that when I tell people what I do actually for my day job, they automatically assume software engineer, uh, which is, I think, is kind of racist, right? Just because you think that as a single Asian guy living in the Bay Area, you automatically assume I'm a software engineer. Because uh, don't you guys know that I'm uh, too stupid to be doing that kind of thing? Like, okay, that one might not work. That might not work out there. And uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Actually, I think that's what I'm going to try for today. All right, cool. Thanks, Ash. Appreciate it. Dan Guan, everyone. Hooray. Wait, your next comedian? One of my favorite comedians. I've known him forever. And he's every Tuesday, he just murders um, up at the Milk Bar and hates debates. Put your hands together for Spencer Devine. I finally, oh, I finally started writing in this notebook. Um, I've written in other notebooks before, but every notebook that I've had has uh, and the only thing I can say about that is I hope that Spencer their dick jokes for a dollar. Uh, has anyone, have, have you guys ever had someone come up to you and they're like, 
Oh, let me tell you a joke for a dollar, and you and you can buy with them, and you're like, no, let me tell you a joke for a dollar, and they're like, no, let me tell you a joke. It's like I need this more. This is my dream. Uh, so I watch Law and Order a lot because I have a job, and then I like to waste the rest of my time. Uh, and I I saw a really good episode, and so I decided. Uh, did you get the subpoenas you put on your desk? What subpoenas? So, now, have you ever said something over and over again and it changes? And you're like, what subpoena? What subpoena? What subpoenas? And then I know it's not SVU, but they should know. But then they come back into it. It's like, uh, what subpoenas? Uh, oh, just, you'll find them under the briefs. You know, <laughs> but when you break it open, you know, go slowly. There's a lot to take in. Hey, just oh, so just another hardened criminal breaking <laughs> breaking penal code sixty nine. <laughs> oh my God, that's why there's subpoenas on your desk. Looks like he was lucky. A hung jury, they couldn't come together. <laughs> There was a firm offer, you know, from the defense to pull the jury, uh, but the but the judge, you know, her rebuttal, she kept banging and banging and banging until they came into her chambers. But did he get off? No, he can't get off until the state drops their suit. But if this goes on any longer, the defense might not be pro bono anymore, and they'll say it's a headache, and then they'll rest instead. That's the whole of that bit. I did not learn any Law & Order character names. Chug chug. Uh, you know, it's been getting, oh, apparently the musical Grease complicated now. It's it's troubling because of the dynamics between men and women are really weird in that musical. And, and Nikki especially is a monster. Uh, but you know what was bad? You know what was worse than the musical Grease? Ancient Grease. You know, it was real bad. It was so bad. You know, they were, oh, they were the fathers of architecture. They also loved little boys a lot. You know how much they loved them? They were the ones who invented the word for old men <laughs> loving a much younger man. Pedagogy. Look it up. The entirety of ancient Greece was like Chris Hansen's The Ketchup Palata. Uh, yes, <laughs> in the musical Greece, they do call Grease Lightning a pussy wagon. Uh, but you know what a pussy wagon was in ancient Greece? The wagon that they picked up your body in when lions came from the mountain, not mountain lions, regular lions from the mountains. Fuck ancient Greece. That's been my time. Spencer Devine, everyone. That was wonderful. Go see him at Milk Bar every Tuesday and on the many other shows. He's hilarious, wonderful. Yay. Oh, and he has an improv show 
second and fourth Wednesdays at Piano Fight. Is that right? Next Wednesday, Piano Fight, 7 o'clock. 7.30, 7.30, 7.30 Piano Fight. Yay! And support Piano Fight. They're an amazing venue. And I just talked to Rob the other night and uh, the owner of that, and he's so cool. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Come to sing. Woo! while ago and I'm basically a dick pic that's in the trash bin of someone's like camera trash bin of trash folder <laughs> okay welcome to the trash folder of Rebecca's I'm dick Number one, like Guantanamo in here. Once you get in, you'll never come out. Okay, so be comfortable. Okay, bro, chill, nada. Show you around. Okay, trash Like, okay, so there's the WhatsApp photos. There's the chats. There's the apartment tours. The restaurant checks. Selfies, I'll see thousand of them. Put the politics don't end there, okay? Because shots of the edges. There's a reason Mother God's put you with us, okay? Wait, wait, wait. There's a reason Mother God's put you with us. There's different the crew. There's girthy, there's there's uh, the worm, there's switch, the growers, the showers, the peckers, there's Ray Franco, always high. Everyone's pretty outgoing, okay? Except Whiskey Dick. He's a guy. Okay? We all hear under the same sentence, okay? Loitering, harassment, indecent exposure. Women say they don't want us. But when do women ever ask for anything they want? Uh, all right, okay, okay, okay. All right, another thing, okay? Something happened to you, something happened to the rest of us. We die for each other here, okay? Last thing to remember, Warden, the uh, Bex, the Warden, yeah, she's the reason why you're in the trash folder, okay? You start a fight, you make sure Bex don't find you, okay? The only thing in common between all of us in the trash folder is that we're deleted in 60 days, okay? And don't be thinking about no parole, there was only one drunken escape in 08 when Bex mistakenly, wait, what? Wait, sorry, I'm here. Okay, when Bex drunkenly mistook Harry over there for a schnauzer and sent him to the cloud. Okay? But like that's the best way to do Take a seat. What's your story? Okay, that's it, that's it, that was it, that was it. I'm working, I'm remembering it, I'm remembering it. Um... Covered and her dick pic act out. Hey, your next comedian. Excited that they're here all the way from San Jose. Put your hands together for Diraj. Hey, keep it going for Pam. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys have seen that movie, Bad Boys, but um, great movie. Watched it a lot when I was a kid. 
but kind of gave a misleading view of cops, right? Like when I was a kid, I thought cops were cool, you know? Like I thought they were like Will Smith, um, just, you know, blowing shit up, saying cool one-liners. But uh, then you see shit like Uvalde, Texas, and you're like, oh, that's not how that works at all. You know, like I thought cops were going to be like Will Smith, but turns out they're more like Will Smith watching his wife getting fucked by 25-year-old R&B singers. Oof, that usually does better. Um, all right, so um, I'm um, pretty religious. I'm a Hindu, born and raised. And um, I was reading scripture just the other day, and um, I learned the Lord Shiva when he met his wife Parvati. They made love for aeons. Pretty cool, huh? Aeons. I've been praying every day since I read that shit, dude. Like, I swear to God, man, like, Feel like that is why I'm always gonna be a Hindu, dude. You're like never gonna see me in fucking church, dude. I'm not gonna have a fucking cross around my neck or anything. Cause like I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Jesus died a virgin. In fact, not only did he die a virgin, he died a virgin. He was resurrected, then he died again, and he was still a virgin. Fucking nerd. Like Jesus Christ, man. Like, what, like how are you gonna be the son of God and have zero hoes, you know? Like, come on, man. Like, what the fuck was wrong with this guy, dude? Like, he could turn water into wine. He could walk on water. Like, what the fuck was wrong with this guy? He had a solid job, too, you know? He was a carpenter. Was he just a creep, you know? Like, was he just fucking going up to girls at parties, fucking cornering them? Like, hey, you know who my dad is? Fucking weirdo. Like, maybe maybe the Romans fucking crucified him for being an incel, you know? Like, we got to get this guy off the streets. Made every woman in Jerusalem uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else I got. Uh. Fucking. Um. Yeah. My dad's a pretty smart dude. You know, he went to one of the top engineering colleges in India. But he was such a fucking nerd that like kind of ruined things growing up. You know, because like uh, I remember one time I was watching the 2000 Sydney Olympics. I was four years old. Um. I'm having a great time. This guy fucking. Walks up to me. He's like, hey, did you know that um, prior to the 1970s, India and Pakistan would win gold and silver in the Olympics every single year? But then they changed the rules so that um, it would be played on turf and then only European countries would win because uh, India and Pakistan players were too poor to practice on turf fields. And I was like, fuck, dude. I was, I was having a good time watching this. Why do you have to ruin it with facts, you fucking dork? <laughs> like, thanks, Dad, you fucking nerd. Like... Oh, man, dude, like, I remember, like, I, I wish I had a dad like my friend Shane, dude. Like, Shane's dad was fucking awesome, dude. Like, he wasn't into any nerd shit like that. He was just into fucking sports center and alcoholism. Pretty fun combo, you know? Shane's dad was getting way too hammered to fucking cite instances of oppression during sporting events. And I appreciate that a lot, dude. You know? Like, I was, like, my dad was just fucking sitting around coding all day, dude. Shane's dad was having us do fun shit, like getting all his friends together and making me and Shane fight. That was fucking cool, dude. Learned some hooks and crosses, pile drivers. Great time. All right, that's my time, everybody. Yay! Diraj, all the way from San Jose. That's great. We've got four comedians left. Hang in there. Put your hands. You just, uh, you just walked in. He was a little bit late, but put your hands together for Newman Shake. Yeah, what's up, guys? I don't know. Um, 
Ah, awesome. How are you guys doing? You guys doing good? Yeah, that's cool. I, I I hit a car on the way here, so I mean that's. Yeah, I'm just fucking. Boo. Yeah, I'm alive. I mean, I don't want to talk about today. I I did hit my insurance agent recently. I got in a car accident with my insurance agent. You know what that means? I need to find a new insurance agent. That's what that means. Cause you're not gonna get insurance. You're not gonna get accident forgiveness. Oh, this isn't working. That's fine. I have a lot of new jokes. I um, Apple the Apple Screen Time feature. That's a weird feature. It's a feature that makes you feel bad about using your product too much. Like no other company can get away with that. Like Xbox can't have a thing where they're like, if you play more than three hours a day, we're gonna send you a letter calling you a virgin. Like that's not. Not a thing. Um, yeah, they're they're building a lot of anti-homeless architecture. Big fan. I think I think they should go all the way, cause I cause like the most extreme form of anti-homeless architecture is a uh, housing. That's, that's what that is. Yeah, I'm I'm al I'm almost done with college, and when I left for college, my mom she was like Newman, be careful. They're gonna offer you a lot of drugs. And I'm going to be honest, I've been invited to a lot more Bible studies than I've been offering drugs on college campuses. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, addiction isn't the scourge of college campuses. Um, power of Christ is the scourge. Um, thanks, man. I'm good. Okay, I'm getting really lonely. I'm taking scam likely calls in the hope that's the love of my life. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I... I was asking for like my social security number, but from a certain point of view, they're just trying to get to know me, and I think that's really romantic. So that's that's nice. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you guys watched this documentary, Super Size of Me, in high school, but it was like a very weird documentary. Documentary about this guy who eats McDonald's three times a day every day to prove it's bad for you, and I was like, you didn't need to do that. Is someone phoning in right now? Is that? All right. That's cool. That's a cool feature. I just get comments from. Strangers seeing my set, like you suck, you know. That <laughs> Fine, no, but it was a yeah, it was it was a weird feature. It was a weird um, it was a weird documentary because a documentary, the guy who ate McDonald's. Yeah, I said that part. And when I was watching, I was like, you didn't need to do that because nobody eats like McDonald's three times a day every day to prove it's bad for you. Like nobody. Very niche. Big fan of reality TV. I like reality TV because it makes me feel better about how I'm doing as a person. Like, I'm very single right now. But I was watching The Bachelor, and I was like, you know what, I've never been desperate enough to go to ABC for help. Like, that's not... Also a big fan of HGTV. I like HGTV, because that's the only network that's explicitly saying, fuck poor people, you know? Like, I don't know if you guys watched that show, um, Fixer Upper. It's a weird show. It's a show where someone has a leaky faucet. And their solution is to destroy their entire home and build a new one. I feel like HGTV wants to be more relatable. They need to make a spinoff of House Hunters and just call it Risky Rentals. Just a bunch of like 20-somethings and got that closet they stuffed Harry Potter and being like, you know what, it's possible. Alright, I learned a lot, guys. Thank you. Newman Shake, everyone. Newman. Alright. Julio disappeared. We don't know what happened to him. But Drea Myers is supposedly on her way. She pre-signed, so 
I'm gonna do some jokes before she gets here. So yay, clap your hands together for me, Pam Benjamin. Yay. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah, I kinda look like the art teacher everyone wanted to fuck. No? Okay. You guys are all like, we can't say anything, it's weird. It's like you're my stepmom, except it's not sexy. Um <laughs> No, I uh I'm tired of being a strong independent woman. I want to be a dependent. I want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. I'm just, I know that statement put feminism back 45 years, but I'm really tired of working hard. <laughs> I just want, <laughs> I already know how hot your dad is. He's old. Uh, Wally, how, how hot is your dad? Oh, shit, man. <laughs> Trying to practice my crowd work, and I'm like, next I'm going to ask Newbies to be like, my dad's dead. And I mean, no! Uh, how hot's your dad? Yeah, Devontae, how hot's your dad? You don't know your dad either! So it looks like I'm never gonna be the stepmom I wanna be. I'll never get to have that three-way with a family member that I've always wanted. Uh, through marriage, through marriage! Don't be gross. You're the ones watching the porn. I don't even watch porn. I don't even know what everybody's fucking talking about. I just wanna be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. I just want to have like nine kinds of cheeses in a drawer, you know, like that kind of wealth, like nine kinds of cheeses. I don't understand vegans because they don't eat cheese, and I'm like, no wonder you're always so angry. <laughs> like, you just have a bite of cheese, it's okay. If I, if I had to choose between sex or cheese for the rest of my life, I'm 100% going cheese. And I'm like, sex, who cares? Doesn't matter at this point. Because they're like, oh, is that possible? Menopause is so scary. <laughs> you just stop caring about everything. It's good. And then you put on lipstick and people go, <gasps> what happened to you? And I'm like, did I look like I always get punched in the face? Like, what happened? Is that what's going on? Okay, I should do some of the jokes that I planned on doing tonight and see if they work out. Um, I was going to do that crowd work and hopefully no one's dad is dead. And then I was going to talk about step on it. Oh, God, I know. You're so young and beautiful. I have abortions older than you. That is an absolute fact. Uh, I had my first abortion in 1995. Only one regret. I didn't have the kid. Right now I could be fucking all of his friends. 27-year-olds are hot. I like them a lot. Do, 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 do. So dumb. No, I like them because they're so dumb. They're so dumb. They're doing this new thing called intermittent fasting. Have you heard about it? The intermittent fasting. Yeah, they're microdosing food. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, are you intermittent fasting? You're going to mansplain anorexia to me? Got this one. You've been doing it for 30 years. Come on. No, I, I used to be bulimic, uh, but I didn't. You know, I wanted to be known as an environmentalist, so I would vomit into the composting. Renew, recycle, regurgitate. Highly acidic compost is going to be amazing on the wine vines in Napa. 2020 Pinot. Speaking of Napa, I mean, I could be your stepmother. You could take me to Napa. We would have so much fun. This Thanksgiving will be lit. You understand. I want to be, how much do you hate your mom? Just so we could work something out. I'm not even that high. I just, I'm trying to figure out what jokes I want to do tonight. And it's like, I don't want to do anything too political because 
Like, no one wants to hear someone talk about feminism. They're like, ugh, just talk about fucking dicks in your mouth. Right? I know. It's just so, <laughs> you're like, what's what, what we're wrong? We're all, it's like, I'm like, ugh, exactly. I'll talk about drugs. Drugs are fun. You go, what's your favorite drug? Ooh, pills. I also like pills. I love them. I love benzos. I'm a big benzo fan. People don't know benzodiazepines. Well, that's like, you know, Valium, lorazepam, diazepam. Doctors have shorthand. They call them the two-pan family. That's right. Give them two-pan. I love drugs. Yeah, I love drugs so much. Uh, I want to be a background extra on Euphoria. Because I heard they give the extra ketamine to the extras. And they say, oh, Pam, you are way too old to be a background extra. In a school about I show about high school students doing copious drugs, and to that I say, I am a Monet. I look really good from far away. And you get up close, and you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding this image together? Ketamine. <laughs> if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Okay, I've kept you guys hostage far too long. Drea's not coming, I mean... It's, I did five, I was gonna, I would just, I was, I don't want to stretch, you guys know all my jokes and there's no point in me doing in front of them because you're not going to laugh. But I did try to do that crowd work, so that was fun. Um, but there, uh, she's not, I mean, we don't want to hold, let's go to Slate. Um, is anybody driving over there? Okay. Of a ride. Oh, on your motorcycle? Oh. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my God, that's incredible. Well, that's amazing, thank you. Um, so, thanks for all being here, thanks for staying to the end, that was really kind of all to support your peers and stuff. And I'm sorry that Drea didn't make it in time, but Slate's going to be awesome tonight, and then I get to be at Cobbler. Ooh, I know. That's why it's like, I, I, and I know I've, and anyway, I'm not worried, but it's like, oh, I don't want Drea to do nothing. But it's like, which jokes do I do? I don't want to do the boring. I can do my soccer one-liner. It's just a one-liner, though, that I love tw hot 26-year-old men. It's a World Cup is coming. We'll see. I know. I just it can't be too. It's got. I gotta like do some sex jokes and shit like that because it's they're gonna be. It's gonna be late night. They don't want to. They don't want me to teach them about. Um. Thanks for being here, everybody.
This brother money. So on the weekend comes, I go get live with the honey. Rolling down the street, I thought the girl when she was pumping. I winked my eyes, got into the ride, went to a club with jumping. Introduced myself to Blow, said, You're a liar. I said, I got it going on, baby doll, and I'm a liar. Took it to the hotel. She said, You're the king. I said, Be my queen, if you know what I mean. Like Mick Jagger said, I can't get wow. no satisfaction.
off my motherfucker like a savage beast. I'm taking my turn to make the mic burst. And when I teach a class, there's a lesson to be learned. Now I'm battle fighting the tribes all life. Never battle a lot of hate, they always battle for fight. Coach jealous of me, the West Side man, the leader of the brothers and killer of the clan. Girls don't give a shit, cause I'm rhyming legit. Pull boots you in the yard and tie you up with my pick. Cause once you start to bite, that's when I'm gonna ignite. But these up the body, take it to you.
psychopath talking. King of my jungle, just a gangster, stalking, living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse. Been dead as a death, back the colors I choose. Red or blue, cuz of blood, it just don't matter. Sucker died for your life when my shotgun scattered. Colors, the gangs of LA will never die. Just multiply colors.
This is a journey. This is a journey into sound. She comes on like a rose, but everybody knows, she'll get you in touch, you can look but you better not touch. around. Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy. 
This is a journey into sound.
Let's watch a full-length movie. 
song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a Distinguished guests, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Welcome, stinky guests. Welcome, 2022. I almost, I was singing the theme song. Did you hear that? The no. name of the title. I said, let's watch a... Let's watch a oh, full-length movie yeah. on From your catchy theme song. Mike. We are... Oh, please say my name. No problem. We are on Mutiny Radio right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mutiny Radio, it's an internet radio. Uh, There was pirates, and there was a mutiny, and then it's internet radio. So go to mutinyradio.fm, and you'll find us. We'll find many other shows. You can live stream what's broadcasting, and there's a donation button. You could go to Patreon. Or we like to go to Venmo and donate money at Mutiny Radio. There's a reason why we're here every week. If you want to listen to us as a podcast, well, that acronym up front is what you search for, LWF. Oh, Carl, do it for me. <laughs> L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I like that theme song. Too. Oh, my favorite was the original, too. Let's watch. <laughs> By the way, uh, you can go to my newly revived LuggageTuesdays.com website, and if you scroll down six sites, you'll see uh, six uh, posts. You'll see all of uh, Carl's songs on SoundCloud. Uh, which, yeah, actually, I'm, uh, if you go to SoundCloud at Spiegelmania, I have all of Carl's songs. Is that great, Carl? You did the hard work, and I just posted them on SoundCloud. <laughs> my name on them. It says Carl on it. I said Carl. People be like, "Oh, right, Carl." Oh, the com- from New Jersey, right? Right. Yeah. Well, we are. Uh, so that's. I would also recommend going to our YouTube channel at L W A F L M O Y T. Super it. strong. So, as you can tell from the acronym and the title of our catchy sing songish ty- uh, podcast title, we are going to watch a full length movie on YouTube in its entirety in real time with you as you watch it and listen to our podcast. Carl, what's the movie we're watching this week? This week we will watch Wild in the Streets, 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wild in the Streets, 1968. The channel we like is weird. Okay, it's but it's, <laughs> Carl it's Anselmo Oimira. Anselmo oh. Oimira. So if you find a channel that looks resembles that, you're at the right place. Well, we want you to go ahead and do it. You'll find it in the moment you type in Wild in the Streets, 1968. And once you find it with uh, uh, that channel, which I don't have in front of me, uh, go ahead and click the link, hit pause. And Selma Oimira. Move the uh, timer bar to the left and just hit wait for our countdown. Now, 
It's a lot of work, right? But we're going to give you some time because our celebrity comedian countdown is coming right up with a great comedian that Carl knows from the great state, the Garden State. <laughs> yes, New Jersey. Uh, Chris Cuomo's own. Will you please? No, not Chris Cuomo. The other guy. Remember when we saw the other guy when he 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 uh, said he was not going to run for president, and we're like, right. now he's going to say Trump's an ass. He's like, I'm I'm behind Trump. And we're like, what? <laughs> we're at diner. All right. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here is Carl with our comedian celebrity countdown to get us ready for the movie and meet a comic from New Jersey. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with. Chris Monty, welcome, Chris. Thank you so much. What a thank you. Everybody, sit down. I thank you for standing ovation. Now we first met at Scotty's Pub in Comedy Cove, and we're going back a ways. You were just there uh, in December. I love that little club, and I think you do too. I do actually. No, I actually know Gene and L'Oreal, the uh, the owners of the restaurant and club. I know them for. Many years before the Comedy Cove existed, I met them uh, down in Wildwood, New Jersey, uh -huh. uh, probably 20 years ago. They used to come down on a vacation, and for some reason, they always came down the week I was working this little club called the Casbah Comedy Club down in Wildwood. Uh -huh. And every year, they'd stop and have a drink after the show with me and say they, they love seeing me. And then a couple years later, um, Gene reached out to me and said, hey, we're opening a, a comedy club at, at the restaurant. And we'd love to have you. And I think I was one of the first uh, comedians that he had hired when he when he just started that club. Absolutely. Who knew he'd become a booker? You didn't know who you were drinking with at the time. You had no idea. You know, one night it could be a booker. One night it could be, you know, your next wife. You never know. <laughs> That's right. Now, we both love that club. And we are working on a pilot together called Life's Laugh Lessons about a comedy class. And we did a lot of shooting there at Scotty's. And I think it's because it really feels like a comedy club. Your picture's on the wall there. Yes, that's, well, that only lowers the property value. But, <laughs> um, yes, um, we, we, it does feel like a club. It, it yeah. absolutely feels like a club. Um, and we did do a lot of shooting, and, and hopefully uh, it, within the next uh, few months, that project is going to be launched off the ground, and, and we'll be talking about that on your show and, and, and other places, many other places, because uh, I think it's going to be a great project. Yeah, me too. And it's all about getting on TV, which you are no stranger to. You've been all over TV. Uh, let's see. Vinyl. Vinyl was on HBO, and I think that was a pretty big deal. Uh, tell me about that. There's Scorsese's involved. Jagger's involved. Like yeah, Martin Scorsese, uh, Mick Jagger produced it. The show, show is about the rock and roll industry um, on the record company side of the rock and roll industry. Mm -hmm. uh, it took place in 1973, which was where the show took place. Um, Bobby Cannavale was the star. Ray Romano was on the show. Yeah. Um, there was there was so many stars. It, if you if you just Google it, you know, vinyl. Uh, it lasted one season, unfortunately, and um, which has been the <laughs> the crutch of my career in acting. It's like everything I get on has been canceled, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like right after I get on it. Um, but <laughs> I it was the perfect it, guy to do a pilot with, right? Yeah. Well, hopefully this will be our this will be the charm. This will yeah. be the charm. Life's last lesson, right? Right. Um, but yeah, so it was it was fantastic working in that environment with uh, with I know I never got to meet Scorsese or Mick Jagger. They weren't oh. on on location when we were shooting, um, but the show was shot in in Brooklyn, New York, and um, 
it was just a great experience. I, I got to meet and work with uh, Ray Romano, and and uh, he's I was I'm always been a big fan of him, and yeah, uh, the, one of the nicest guys in the business. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, professional, great. Uh, it was a great experience, and I wish I only wish it it, it would have lasted into uh, into more seasons. Yeah. You were also on Kevin Can Wait, and uh, you, you bumped into a bunch of people out. You got to be good friends with a bunch of people out there, too, right? Yeah, well, I'm friends with Kevin. What happened was they roasted a comedian, a famous comedian on Long Island. I'm from New York. So there's a famous comedian on Long Island named Richie Minavini. Richie yeah. is like the godfather of Long Island comedy. He was like he the is. first guy to open multiple comedy clubs as a comedian and be very friendly to other comedians. He... Fan the flames on the career of Ray Romano, Kevin James, a guy named Rock Rubin, uh, who became the head writer for all of those shows. Mm -hmm. uh, through Richie, I met Kevin James. Uh -huh. And the first thing I did with Kevin James was uh, Mall Cop 2. He asked me to be in Mall Cop 2. Um, oh, I was yes, in that film. That's right. Yeah, I was in that film in 2014. And then a few years later, um, he. He was doing that show on CBS, uh, Kevin Can Wait, and he had called me. The best part about working with Kevin is I don't have to audition. He calls me when the part's right. Hey, do you want to do this? Are you available? Yes, I'll do it. And he you knows do it. You. Where everything else, you got to go through auditions and aggravation. And But uh, but I Kevin's very good to, um, to me and to a lot of comedians. Now, you've got uh, comedy specials out there, too. And right now, streaming on Amazon Prime is uh, a comedy special called What's the Worst That Could Happen? Uh, it's very funny, but I've made sure to watch it all the way to the end, let all the credits roll, or you miss out, right? Yeah, with Amazon, you got to get it played fully through to get the full six cents. <laughs> that is crazy. It's, yeah, Boy, I know. So I always tell people, just put it on loop when you go to work and let it play all day. <laughs> um, but actually, to be honest with you, I've, I've surprisingly done really well with like, like if you're getting like if you're getting six to ten cents for the for the 52 minutes, mm -hmm. and you get a check for like 22 bucks, that means a lot of people had to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so, it, um, it it doesn't add up, but it has to add up for it to yeah. add up. So I hear I'm you. not in it. I'm in it. I'm not. In, I mean, that's special. I'm not in it for the residuals, for the money. I'm in it for the exposure and for the following. And yeah. you know what? It's been. It was released in. I believe we released that in 2018. Okay. 2018 or 2019, but I think it was 2018. So that one was released in 2018, and since then, it's actually built a following and, and done well. But as a comedian, and you know this, you do stand up. You you move on from from where you were. So like I, that was a different guy back then. So as much a as I want people routine. to watch that, I want them to watch new stuff because I've evolved in my life and I bring my new life into my act every time. Yes. So let's do that. Let's fast forward to today. The most current burning thing is you certainly you right now have a comedy special on that new app called Dry Bar, Dry Bar Comedy. Um, what is the name? Of, what's the name of your Dry Bar Comedy special? So the name of my special is Just Be Happy, okay. and uh, it's on Drybar. You go to drybarcomedy.com. Drybar is an app. Like I said, you can download it to your phone. You can download it to your device, whatever your device is. Um, and there is a there's a monthly fee to watch it. But by downloading the app, if you use promo code Chris Monty, right? M O N T Y Chris Monty C H R I S one word. Use One that code. You, that that makes me get the 
the few the few clams, the few shekels, the the change that that Drybar will send me for people signing up because of me. But even though you sign up because of me, you watch my special, which I want you to do. You can also watch any comedian on there, and there's a thousand comedians. And Carl, there's there's tons of comedians you know that have specials on there, yeah. um, and they're very funny. I've watched, I mean, just since I got involved with Drybar, I must have watched about 25 specials of other comedians, and they're and they've been fantastic. And no, there are 25 minutes each, so it's an easy watch, you know. And one of the good things about dry bar is it's month to month. You don't sign up for the year or something. You can drop. Like you can. You can drop. Oh. You can sign up one month at a time, and then, or you can sign up. They're coming out with deals where you can do three months, six months, a year if you want. But they also have the one month. I I don't know what the I I don't want to give the number. I don't know how how much it is, but yeah, um, it's not expensive. And you know what? It's twenty five minutes. Because normally when we were growing up, uh, you know, a comedy special was an hour. You know, so a guy had yeah. a nice real special. Yeah. It's an hour, and that's fine. That's great when you're gonna sit in, you know, watch Netflix or watch Amazon Prime or or watch HBO on Saturday night with the wife. You know, you watch the hour special. But these are twenty five minute specials, so maybe it takes you twenty five minutes on your train ride to work. Boom. Yeah, you can plug in your phone, get your Bluetooth in your ear, and watch a special. You know. Okay, so it's Drybar Comedy. This Drybar Comedy special is called Just Be Happy, and the promo code is all one word: Chris Monty. Everyone knows how to spell Chris M O N T Y. Thank you, sir. Yes. Now, how can people find you out there on the internet? I mean, we've given them some leads, right? But how can people find you out on social media and stuff? What What are your Chris your Twitter grams well, and Snapchat. Yeah, well, ChrisMontyLive.com is my website. Um, and from my website, on my homepage of my website, has a one-click away, you know, a link, picture link to uh, Twitter, mm -hmm. which Twitter is at ChrisMontyLive. Uh, my Instagram is ChrisMontyLive. And then my um, my Facebook page is uh, Chris Monty Comedian, Writer, Actor. So, uh, but if you go to chrismontylive.com, you not only get a quick link, one click away to go to any social media site, you mm -hmm. also get my tour dates and where you can see me at Scotty's, at Las Vegas, at Atlantic City, wherever I'm performing. All the tour dates are there, and you can click from there and go and buy tickets. Okay, so that's chrismontylive.com. Yes, okay, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us at the same time as we do here in the studio. We're all going to press play at the exact same moment. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Monty, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Here we go. Three, two, one, go! That was a great segment, Carl. Gary, Gary Lyon. Yeah, well, I, I didn't come to see a lion. I came to see Wild in the Streets with Hippies. You ain't lying. <sighs> Leo. Sorry. All right, we start off with fireworks. Yeah, because Shelly Winters is getting talked into doing it by her new husband, and she doesn't want to do it, and she doesn't want to have a boy no matter what. Just please don't make it a boy. Uh-huh. That's it's what she's. Oh, it's a boy. There we go. Oh, wow. Flatow, Junior. Flatow. Flatow. Junior. Yeah. Oh, that was this 1950? I guess. Wow. Yeah. Baby boom. Wow. <laughs> Their parents are like, okay, boomer. Wow. Was he watching sex? 
No, he, well, <clears throat> yes, it's, it's once again, Kelly Winters resisting, Mrs. Flatow resisting Mr. Flatow. And he, she's saying, <clears throat> when he grows up, I'm going to tell him how awful men are. So he won't hurt some little girl or whatever, you know, take advantage. So here's wow. Max now, maybe six, taking right. advantage. Oh, with his mom in the room. Here we go. Dirty, dirty boy. Bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, so these are flash. This is character building. Now here's Greg Brady. Where? Holy shit. Yeah. And it's pre-Brady Bunch. And it's him, uh, you know, our hero as a kid. It's Max as a kid. Hey, he must have wore the same shirt in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. He said, Gumby, can I borrow your shirt? Gumby. Okay. <laughs> okay, That's Greg. Pokey. That sounds like pokey. Oh, well, all right. Let me do my pokey then. Oh, so yeah. Oh, oh, no. They're, they're being, yeah, no, you need the plastic on it. The dog's going to shit on her. They let the dog in the house. Oh, There's no. Shelly Winters. She, Mrs. Flatow is furious. That I don't like the husband. Ooh. All right. Are they leaving? Ooh. Okay. That, oh, no. Acid, huh? Here he is, like 20, whatever. 29. No, no, like 23 or something. And uh, mom is very comfortable with the acid. Oh, so he's like a mama boy acid maker? I Not a mama's boy, no. But I don't know. I just think it's weird that Shelly Winters, she's been freaking out this whole movie over whatever she sees. Oh, is she going to take it now? No. By the way, when you're making acid, it's best to wear, like, surgical gloves when you're holding the uh, sugar cube. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, one of my favorite uh, Grateful Dead stories is that when they were living, like at the beginning of the, the band started, they were in San Francisco with this, they were living in a place that was making acid, and that's all they breathed. They breathed? The, yeah, like, you know, you wake up and you're in a, a house that, where they, they make acid and you uh -huh. just. So uh, they're perpetually tripping? Yeah, basically. Wow. I so that's interesting. found dynamite too. Wow, what kind of lab? Like, I didn't realize. I thought this was like a suburban home, Carl. He had it like is. a bunker. The basement. My, does your basement have uh, an acid lab and also no. an explosive lab? No, and you see the dynamite. I mean, no, we don't have dynamite, and well, and my mom would not be cool with it. Well, you know, in my house, it was it was cool with the acid, but. He was not cool with the explosive. Sure, we had the acid, but acid and explosive is not really. Oh, man. Is he tripping? Mama, Papa, screw off me. Well. Now the thing is, we don't know. It seems unprovoked, his freaking out. He's running away from home is essentially what he's doing, and that's how he's saying goodbye. He's going to have them come home to a wrecked up house. But it doesn't. Now look, he puts <laughs> the light in the front, but right. it blows up in the back. Also, man, last time I put dynamite in a car, I ran like hell. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It blew up in the back. Backseat explosive. Uh, that was 
That's dad Chevy. You know, didn't you see the no exploding on Sunday sign by the yeah, curb? Right. But the thing is, oh, oh American yeah, International I mean, Picture. The quality. thing is, like, there is no reason for him to. We didn't really see any trauma. You know, it was just like it's 1968, so kids ran away from home. You know, we didn't really have a. We don't really oh, have what? a good reason. Her, his father was sexually harassing, uh, assaulting her fa- mother. Mother is down in the earrings and and smacking him. Wild in the street. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna make the first wild in the streets. Wild okay. in the sheets joke. Uh-huh. Richard Pryor. I know. And Hal Halbrook. Together at last. Oh, and Larry Bishop, that asshole. Yeah. He made a... We saw him in a movie, didn't we? He always played bikers, and then he made Hell Ride, which he directed, and Quentin Tarantino produced, and had a lot of, like, famous people. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Christopher Walken and all that type of, like, anyone whose face looked wrinkly and bikes wrinkly, they were in it. <laughs> and I remember at the end, they all get killed, but he, no, he gets killed. Dennis Hopper's in it. He's riding a bike. Hell ride. I'll have to tell you the ending. Okay. Yeah, Hell ride. He gets stabbed, but it was a fake stunt prop gun or and he uh, knife and he walks away. Like he okay. faked his own death. Interesting. Yeah. That's oh, where it exists. I, I, I'm one of those assholes who talks over the band, by the way. But my apologies to Barry Marin and Steve. Well, Gamewell. go ahead and give it a listen for a second. We're really just hearing very bland stick stuff. Yeah. I wonder, I was born that year, the movie, so I wonder if it was earlier in the year. Maybe my parents went on a date. Right, saw wild in the uh, streets. Yeah, wilder in the sheets. Well, nine months later, <laughs> you were born. So yeah. listen, they, this is like of the day. Like there was that whole thing about like don't trust anyone over thirty. That's what this whole movie's about. They just think if you're young, you're great, and if you're old, you shouldn't be around. I don't know. Well, you know, it does remind me of Gas with his S-S-S-S-S-S from Roger Corman, where the idea was that it was a hippie universe because everyone died who was over 30, and it was only young kids. And there was also Logan's Run, I guess, where you die when you turn 30. Right. Well, you don't die. You get rejuvenated or some crap. Oh, right. You get rejuvenated. I can't wait, Carl. Eight more years, and then I'll get rejuvenated at age 30. Now, people agree with you about gas. Wild in the Streets was released on VHS in the late 80s. And in 2005, it appeared on a DVD on Midnight Movies Disc with 1971's Gas. What a great double feature because they both are about obsessed about age. Because yeah. this movie, he becomes president before age 35. Right. Which is unconstitutional. I have, Your Honor. Uh, we should in go to the Supreme movie, Court and argue this, this movie, movie. They amend the Constitution like that. It doesn't make sense, as if it's a vote in Congress. What's this guy's gimmick? Does he have a hook? He's got a hook. How'd you know? Uh, well, I think he fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. He's the trumpet player. Like, Whoa, how are they rolling? What are they rolling and doing in a sandblaster? They're going to, like, 
Sand down the wood and roll a joint? I don't think so. I think that's ticker tape because he's a rich man. No, but I think he's he's rolling a joint with ticker tape. No, it's a coincidence. He also had a joint in his hand. Those are one of those like roll your own joint machines that never work. Yeah, they never worked. It's like a uh, orange plastic like yeah uh, you get loop. This loose. Uh, that guy's 15, and he's, like, got 186 IQ, and he's the financial advisor. He turned down, like, all these companies who wanted to hire him. He graduated college at 15. And this is being narrated by the guy who did the trailer? Uh, You know, it says that the narration is uncredited. I didn't write it. It did well, say a name, but I didn't write I it down. In the sense of the story, where does this narration narrator comes from? Uh, in the beginning, it's just telling you. There's Richard Pryor. It's yeah. just telling you all the cast members of his entourage and giving their name, their ages. Like he's only fourteen. 